Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport from Melgus Real Estate. Each episode, I take an outside the wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. The sun is shining, the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Today's podcast features historian Patrick Quinn, who grew up in Lake Geneva and now lives right here on Maxwell Street in the very house where he spent his childhood. Patrick began his career at the University of Wisconsin, where he was a student, by joining the archives department. He would then become an archivist at Northwestern University in 1974, a position he held for 34 years. Patrick is a published author and writes a weekly column for the Lake Geneva Regional News. He sits on the board of directors for the Friends of Geneva Theater, and he's a member of the Lake Geneva Historic Preservation Commission, the Walworth County Genealogical Society, and the Geneva Lake Museum. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. Well, there's so much about you personally and so much information in your head that I could probably talk to you for four or five hours and, and still want to talk more. But so for the purpose of this podcast, we'll try to narrow it down just a little bit. I know I, I have read where you have really pinpointed what you felt were um, the most important developments in Lake Geneva's history. You actually had 20. And since we probably don't have time for 20, can we pick a few? And, and if you don't mind, I'd love to start with maybe the Riviera and the Grand Geneva area, because just so many people know those two, whether they're from Lake Geneva or not. Maybe just why did you pick those two as your top 20? And what, what is the history behind those two places? The Riviera is certainly the symbol of Lake Geneva, uh, it was uh, constructed in 1932. My uncle, who lived here in this house with my grandparents and I, he worked on building the uh, working worked on building the Riviera, and uh, it's really become the symbol of Lake Geneva. Uh, there's very few places in the United States that are like the Riviera. One is the uh, is the Pavilion in Storm Lake, Iowa, where Buddy Holly and uh, the Big Bopper and uh, Richie Valens performed on the night. Uh, you know, they were uh, killed. Um, so the Riviera is, is certainly important. Uh, Grand Geneva is less important, I think, to the people in Lake Geneva than it is for the people from Ch the Chicago suburbs who come out to it. It's more well known uh, by old longtime residents of Lake Geneva as uh, where the Playboy Club was located. And so uh, I, I think that was, uh, you know, quite significant. I actually remember when I was little, just going there, I think, you know, people just like to see it, even if they didn't stay there for dinner or anything. But I do remember the waitresses walking around in their bunny uniform. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they still have some of those there today kind of on display, right, as a, in, in memory of that era. So out of the 20, why don't, you can pick the next one. What, well, I'll just uh, tell you um, a little bit about the Playboy sure. bunny costumes. Yeah. My next door neighbor who passed away uh, a year or so ago, uh, that she she was the person who uh, sewed all the the costumes for the uh, uh, for the bunnies out there, the bunny costumes, and she repaired them and uh, uh, what have you. So uh, that was an in interesting fact. Um, in terms of the the history of uh, Lake Geneva, I think um, really one has to go back to uh, the year 1871, because uh, 
prior to 1871, the village of Geneva, as it was then called, it didn't become known as Lake Geneva until uh, 1882 when the post office changed the name from Geneva to Lake Geneva to avoid confusion with uh, Geneva, Illinois, where mail was being missent. In 1871, two important events occurred that I think uh, have had an impact upon the history of Lake Geneva uh, ever since. Uh, the first was that the uh, railroad service between Chicago and Lake Geneva was restored. Uh, the railroad had first arrived in Lake Geneva in 1856, but it only ran for three years until 1859, and then it uh, ceased running because of bad track. So there was no rail service roughly between 1860 and 1871, but the railroad service was restored in 1871. And that opened the door for a, a, a very uh, close connection between Geneva and Chicago. The second uh, most important thing uh, to happen during that period was in part due to the railroad, and that was the decision of wealthy Chicagoans to purchase land on the shores of Lake Geneva and to build uh, their summer cottages there. Well, their summer cottages were actually mansions. Uh, but that transformed the whole nature of the uh, lake uh, entirely. And it, it reinforced uh, certainly the beauty of uh, Geneva Lake, which is one of the most beautiful lakes in the world. And I've traveled everywhere around the world. And, I think the only comparable lakes in the, that I've seen are the, in the Lake District of England and the Lake District of Italy. Uh, so uh, it was certainly the beauty of the lake uh, and the movement of uh, Chicago, wealthy Chicagoans to build their estates here, combined with the railroad. Uh, I think those are the most important uh, uh, factors uh, that uh, really contributed to the development of, uh, of uh, Lake Geneva. You know, prior to that time, from its origins in 1837 to uh, 1871, it was really a, a relatively nondescript Midwestern small town, small village, actually. Speaking of the railroad, so there, it doesn't exist anymore. No. It How ended, long was it, it? Why did they stop it? Do you think it will ever reappear? I certainly hope so. That's one of my uh, one of my great ambitions is to. Uh, help get rail service restored uh, to Lake Geneva. Uh, it ceased operation in August of uh, 1975. And that was, a, I think, a tremendous blow to Lake Geneva because thousands upon thousands of tourists had come up from Chicago and its suburbs to Lake Geneva on the railroad. Um, and you can see the impact now in a sort of strange uh, manners for example, you can see the, all the cars in Lake Geneva now, and that wasn't the case, you know, uh, uh, 40 years ago, uh, 50 years ago, that uh, people came uh, to Lake Geneva by bus, and there's no bus service to Lake Geneva anymore, or they came in the train. So when the train would come in from Chicago, literally thousands of tourists would get off and walk down uh, to the uh, lake. Now you talked about the beautiful estates that were cottages. Yes. <laughs> and if anybody has walked the, the shore path along the lake. Or, or taken or, the wall where it's around. Right, been in a boat. Um, these cottages are extraordinary mansions and beautiful. And really, so many of them have such rich history. 
Can you pick one or two to talk about that, that interest you the most? Well, I think that uh, one would have to certainly say uh, Stone Manor or Young Lands, as it was originally called. Uh, this was built uh, right at the end of the 19th century for Otto Young, who was a uh, Chicago uh, real estate entre- entrepreneur who had made his money you know, buying and selling uh, real estate in downtown Chicago. And it has 100 rooms. Uh, it was uh, the largest mansion by far uh, located on, on the lake. Um, it, when I was growing up, uh, it was in decrepit shape. Uh, you know, the windows were broken and we could bring, go into it anytime we wanted to. So I, I went throughout it with my buddies uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, you know, marveled at uh, what a palace it was. Uh, so that's certainly, um, you know, um, without a doubt, my favorite mansion. There are others, uh, you know, that are uh, quite good, too. Uh, one is Wadsworth Hall on the uh, North Shore. Uh, most of the mansions are on the North Shore. The ones, uh, uh, the ones at uh, the two Wrigley Estates, Hillcroft and Green Gables, were wonderful mansions. A lot of the mansions have been torn down. Uh, over the last uh, 40 years or so. But, uh, you know, some of them still survive. Well, let's talk about some of the people um, that have been influential over the years for the history of Lake Geneva. And I know everybody, you know, the the mobster talk um, is always fascinating to people. The, the major hangout of the mob was the Lake Como Hotel. And that was owned by the Hermanson brothers, Hobie and Einer Hermanson. And actually, uh, the uh, the biggest mobsters in this area were not people like Al Capone. Uh, you may have been here once or twice, but uh, probably uh, the most well-known mobster here was Bugs Moran. Uh, and uh, uh, Hobie Hermanson, who owned the Lake Como Hotel, and the Geneva Hotel, the Frank Lloyd Wright designed Geneva Hotel. Uh, Hobie Hermanson married uh, uh, Bugs Moran's former wife. And uh, Bugs Moran's son, I actually knew, uh, he, uh, he was the bartender in the bar in the basement of the Geneva Hotel. And uh, I went there as a teenager because uh, they never checked IDs. And uh, so I could go in there and put my quarter on the bar and, uh, you know, get a bottle of beer. And Bugs Moran's son was this uh, tall, skinny uh, guy, bald guy, um, who wore uh, always wore a white shirt. And he had, uh, you know, uh, garters around his, uh, his shirt. And uh, he never said a word. He would just uh, provide the, the drinks and the beer. Uh, I think he's buried up in the Oak Hills uh, Cemetery now. Uh, and so he was uh, certainly uh, uh, one of the uh, the very real connections with the mobsters. Uh, but are, it was the Lake Como Hotel. What other people come to mind as, you know, over time, who was really influential in, in Lake Geneva history? Well, there's, there's all kinds of people. Um, I think Charles Wilson was quite important because he was the editor of one of the uh, Chicago newspapers and no longer exists uh, now, but he uh, owned uh, uh, a small home as a summer home 
on uh, Main Street, uh, which still exists. It's across the street from the public library. Uh, and he would have very famous uh, uh, individuals come up uh, to visit him and uh, stay with him, including uh, uh, President U.S. Grant uh, and Generals uh, William Tecumseh Sherman and uh, and uh, Philip Sheridan. Uh, he was certainly played a... Uh, an important role, uh, at least during the summers in uh, in late Geneva's history. But there were so many people who were uh, who were important in uh, in late Geneva's history. It's almost impossible to, uh, in the time that we have, to really uh, you know recite their uh, their biographies. But certainly, the, the, I think Wilson is one who certainly warrants uh, warrants mention. Um, and uh, in the post-war period, there were, you know, a, a quite a range of people by post, I mean, post-World War II period of people who were uh, well-known at that time. Probably very few people remember them now, like the uh, Traver brothers. Uh, Lyle Traver was a mayor of Lake Geneva and his brother, Edwin Traver, who owned the Traver Hotel, which has since been demolished. It was on uh, uh, the east side of Broad Street, just north of the uh, Lake Geneva Regional News. Um, the Taggart brothers, uh, Sturge Taggart was a very prominent uh, attorney in uh, Lake Geneva. He was also a mayor of Lake Geneva. And his brother, Frederick Taggart, uh, owned the Taggart Lumber Company. There were two lumber companies uh, for most of its history in Lake Geneva. One still exists, the, the Dunn Lumber Company. The Tiger Lumber Company was located across Broad Street, uh, you know, where the uh, um, the bank, uh, the modern bank is located now. So what else um, about Lake Geneva and the history do you feel it's important to get out that, I, that we haven't covered so far? Well, I think that uh, certainly uh, the role of, the, of Lake Geneva in the Civil War and in the Votor period is, is important. Uh, that uh, uh, Lake Geneva raised a, a, a company uh, in, uh, in the years leading up to the Civil War. Uh, it, was called, it was a militia company called the Geneva Independence. And when the war broke out, it was uh, incorporated into the Union Army and it uh, it fought in various places uh, on the peninsula in Virginia, but then it went to Port Hudson, uh, Louisiana, on the Mississippi River, where it was devastated in uh, various attacks on the Confederate uh, fort uh, there. And very few of the uh, the people from Lake Geneva ever returned here. Many of them are buried in uh, the National Cemetery in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But after the war, uh, Civil War veterans played a very key role in the period from 1865 to the turn of the century in, in Lake Geneva's history as mayors of Lake Geneva, as developers of the uh, downtown business district, uh, uh, so on and so forth. These were all you know, very young kids when they uh, enlisted in the Union Army uh, at the beginning of the war. and. Uh, uh, they spent their adult lives building Lake Geneva uh, up uh, and uh, participating in transportation uh, transformation from the village of Geneva into the uh, the city of Lake Geneva. So, Patrick, what are the current issues in Lake Geneva that you feel are important and that we should be paying attention to that 
will affect the history of somebody sitting here 50, 60 years from now? Well, I think uh, among the most uh, important issues now are uh, what is going to happen to the former Hillmore golf course. that there is a, a significant debate occurring in Lake Geneva about that, whether it should become just another housing development with big houses built on it, or should it be left in its more natural state uh, that it's uh, in now as a, a sort of gateway to the uh, the city. I think that that's a, a major issue that's facing uh, the city. It, it has to do, uh, again, with the future of Lake Geneva, whether this is just going to become a you know, a, a small, older town surrounded by all kinds of modern suburbs, uh, uh, subdivisions rather, or, uh, you know, uh, is it going to retain some of its uh, you know, historic beauty? Uh, I uh, There is some uh, historical interest in the Hillmark Golf Course because uh, my Quinn relatives, uh, you know, owned the golf course uh, before it became uh, the golf course uh, that was uh, the farm of uh, John Quinn, who was my great grandfather's brother, and later on his uh, John Quinn's son James Quinn, and who sold it uh, as the uh, Hillmore Golf Course. Oh, wow! Yeah. So my last question is, and I don't know if you can just narrow it down to one or two things because I know I couldn't. But what's your favorite thing about Lake Geneva? Well, I think it's the it's the beauty of the place, the beauty of the lake. Uh, the two most important things about Lake Geneva and why it's developed into the city that it is are the beauty of the lake. And that was not the case at the beginning. Uh, the second one was, uh, the second thing is its proximity to Chicago. It, it, you know, it's part of Chicago's uh, economic, uh, uh, social, sociological, political, uh, and cultural uh, sphere. And, uh, that has had a tremendous impact upon the city. So the beauty of the lake, its proximity to Chicago, I think are uh, are quite critical in, in determining, you know, both the past history and the future history of Lake Geneva. There isn't a comprehensive history of Lake Geneva. One would have to look, uh, you know, at various aspects of the history that, that have been written. And the museum is a the Lake Geneva Museum is a great it, place it's to a, visit. It's a it's the in my opinion it's the best museum uh, of its kind in a city of the size of Lake Geneva, which is a small city. It's a little over seven thousand people, but that that museum is is better than uh, a museum you'll find in a city you know ten times as large as Lake Geneva. And a lot of people don't know it's there. It's right when you come into town, yep. though. So if people haven't visited, it's definitely worth going Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Well, Patrick, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your knowledge with us. I know that Lake Geneva lovers everywhere will have learned something. As always, thanks to the listeners for letting me share why I love Lake Geneva, the natural beauty, the crystal clear waters, the sunshine and the sunsets, but most of all, the people. I'm Karen Rappaport with Melgus Real Estate. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun.